everybody, and welcome to this episode of Detroit Dart Talk. We're on the road today and on our way to Youngstown State Invitational, uh, their event for spring of 2019. Yeah. In the car, I've got Tim Hool, Brett Miller, and myself, Eric Shellman. Uh, Connor and uh, the rest of the crew, you know, that we don't want to talk about because he's just not, it's not worth wasting our breath oh, over. Oh, come on. No. couldn't. Tom's, Tom's bettering himself at school today. No, he's. I think he had to work or something. Uh, today he has to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah. And Connor's got a full day at the dark club of parties, so he's. Uh, you know. Yeah, just kidding. We heart you, Tom. Business. And Connor. And Connor. Yeah. Connor's making. Well, they're both making money right now, actually. Yep. In the end, they're both. Uh, they're both prioritizing money over fun. Ugh. How dare they? Uh, uh, they got their priorities right. So we're on the way to, again, Youngstown State for the HVZ Invitational that appears to be some sort of escape room combination with HVZ. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work. But. I, you know, if it works well, uh, I might steal some of Tyler's ideas to incorporate in Z13. Uh, I think the Dark Club could uh, have some good... Uh, some escape room some, games? Some good escape room aspects to it. So Dr. Cena's lab? Ah, yes. Creepy Dr. Cena's Escape lab. Escape from Dr. Cena's lab before the zombies will get you. Yeah, it's literally how do you knock the piece of wood off that's holding the door closed. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 2 by 4 that holds this room closed that we're talking about. It's where Dr. Cena is located. Brett, have you, you're, you've been Dr. Cena before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you've put on the mask and sat back there for a long time waiting for someone to just definitely to come hear, in. Hearing yeah. random motors were up and then, watch your left. Yeah. It's uh, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, that's the problem with being Dr. Cena in our game type is you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it's not, not, as, not as much fun. I haven't played Dr. Cena in a while. I'm up for playing him again, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll incorporate that in the next one instead of one of the game types that I had already had in there. Yeah, we'll see. We should hunt Easter eggs. It's going to be uh, Easter time, right? I was thinking I would do a bonus type situation. What's a bonus? Like putting Easter eggs around the area? Yes. Uh, so should we Should we not? <laughs> yes. Are you gonna, what are you going to put in them? Candy? I don't know. We'll see. I like candy. Might be some candy. I don't might, buy candy for might, myself, so... Might I would. be some uh, Nerf-related prizes. Might be... I don't know. We'll put, see. A, put an old an old decapitated dart in there, like, uh, Congratulations, kid. Here's a nickel. See if I can find some brain candy. Brain candy? Yeah. You put warheads in there. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of with brain candy. What do you mean by break, brain? Like, like gummy brains or something. Oh, I, I bet okay. if I go online, I can find, like, gummy Halloween-type candy. <laughs> That'd be cool, yeah. So we all spent uh, a little bit of time um, getting ready for this event, and uh, also the uh, Sam and uh, Stiffy P are well. God Sam and Stiffy P are joining us on the uh, on the trip as well, but they are in their own car, um, meeting us there. So we'll have a little bit of a squad. I don't know if we're all going to run together. I hope we do, but oh yeah, I'm um, sure we will. At least until some of us get turned. Well, I don't know if Sam knows other people. That he wants to run with. Uh, he knows people, but he he and I have always ran together in the past. Okay, sounds good. Um, you know, we'll meet some other people there. The registration when I checked was around a hundred people on Facebook. Yeah, so. this is going to be a, one of the bigger ones then. Oh, uh, really? Last couple huh. I've been to have been around sixty to eighty. I'm okay with that number though. Yeah. It makes me wonder if I'm going too heavy on the the loadout. Uh, probably not. 
Um, also, I forgot to ask, what is the respawn timer for the zombies? It's usually five minutes to start, maybe ten. Oh, it, wow. it, it Honestly, they usually adjust that based on how many OZs they have. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, uh, the, the one in, uh, uh, was that this time last year, I think? Yeah, the April one last year. They gave us, like, a one-minute respawn at one point because it was just... Too unbalanced. It, it was or? it was the boomer and one OZ. Nobody else showed up to be OZs. Oh, that's not that's so, not good. And um, I can't remember his name, but he's uh, the guy that is on crutches. Was their OZ? It was him and a boomer to start off with. On crutches, the guy the guy with the uh, detachable leg. No, or? not no, not Legolas. I can't remember his name. He, he always ends up getting uh, like best zombie, yeah. just because of his spirit level and you know. He, doesn't let the fact that he's uh, Le- Lego loss or the crutches, the, the guy cr- crutches. crutches. Oh, okay. And I'm sure that Anna and Tyler or, any, or uh, Sierra, anybody that's listening right now, is screaming who uh, wh- who it is, and that uh, we're forgetting his name. Well, scream all you want because we can't hear you. The <laughs> but we were messing around with our loadouts last night. I, we were kind of had our group chat going, uh, figuring out what we're gonna do. And I gotta say, the last. Um, Invitational HVZ that I did was End War uh, 2018, and I have learned so much since then just with the gear I have. A problem with End War for me was um, I was only carrying four uh, four magazines, four 18s, and uh, they were really high on my gear, so they were always getting in the way of my arms, and it was just it wasn't very fun um, carrying carrying the actual darts around. So. Since then, with spending time um, at the Z13 events, I've been trying to figure out how to carry all those darts better, and I got a, a battle belt, and so all my darts are now on my battle belt in such, an, in such a way that I can fit my arm through the spaces between the magazines, and that made a huge difference for me in terms of comfort and mobility. Like I still don't have anything on my legs, no drop legs or anything like that, so I can still crouch down and maneuver freely, which is going to be a lot of fun, but, you know, it, it's, it made a big change in the loadout this year. Also, we went to um, walkie-talkies. Yeah, we are going to have, uh, basically, we're using the same things that uh, TK1138 uh, showcased in his End War uh, prep series last year, the Baofangs. Um, so we, we got a set of those for the club, and we've reprogrammed them so that we've got uh, privacy codes built in and all that, so. Yeah, that's right. So if you're uh, coming to End War this year or another event that we might be at, um, hit us up on our Discord or maybe on our Instagram, wherever you know how to get a hold of us, and we can give you the uh, give you the code that we're using so you can get on the same channel with the uh, Detroit Dark Talk crew. But I think we might also be on a on a channel with other people as well. Yeah, undecided. I guess we haven't fully decided that yet, but yeah. we, we could always pr- program a DTC for just for Dark Talk crew. We could. Yeah, kind of how uh, Captain Xavier has his auxiliary. We could have the. Uh, the Detroit, I don't want. I don't want that. <laughs> the Detroit Dark. Talk, I don't want uh, that at all. Mercenaries. Oh, that does sound cool though. The Motown Mercenaries are yeah. our, our alternative competitive name that we didn't end up yeah. going with. We had a couple of Motown Mercenaries, Motor City. Uh, Motor City Mercs or Marauders. That's Motor right. Motor City yeah. Marauders. Right. What was your favorite name that that we didn't go with? Do you remember? I don't have one honestly. I mean. Okay, well, our name that we ended up settling yeah. on is uh, Dirty Darts Flung Dirt Cheap. 
That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's fun. Good. It was like dirty darts, dirty darts in the D, from the D, in the D. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I like to play on ACDC though. I do too. Yeah. It was an interesting evolution of the process. I was just thinking of uh, Bobo's uh, four rectal use only stickers. <laughs> Those are great. It's not exactly the same, but Dirty Darts in the D yeah. definitely I, uh, goes there. Yeah, going along that thread for a second, I always print off a really big map of whatever campus I played an invitational at, and then I use Bobo's rectal use only stickers to mark where I got turned into a zombie. Where you got effed in the A? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I've got a map with uh, three separate stickers on it for Youngstown that show, and I always write like a little blurb, you know, like uh, I got tagged by a zombie who was... Uh, not respawning and just having a uh, casual chat with. Well, they were the already respawned, right? Yeah. No, she oh. so she was unspawned at the time, and just having a chat with the moderator that was that was chilling out, and then I got tied up, you know, uh, talking on the walkie-talkie, trying to you know coordinate a movement for the the NPC we were trying to control, and she casually moved out of range, respawned, walked back up, and laid her hand on my shoulder. So I've got a little blurb that says, "Beware pacifist zombies from New Paltz." <laughs> oh, because that person was from New she Pulse. She was from New Pulse, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's it's just kind of cool to look back through my maps and, and, you know, oh, yeah, I remember this one. It's just a nice little souvenir to go through every so often. Yeah. Brett, did you end up having <coughs> any uh, any gear changes that were uh, not even notable, but some things you've learned on your gear? Um, Just keeping it simple, running a couple double mag holders and a dump pouch with a strife. Um Minimal, no sidearms, uh -oh. light and fast. No sidearms? Nah, don't need them. Don't need it. Well, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to rain, so yeah. we at least don't have to worry about that too much. I'm probably going to leave my Revy boy in the car. Yeah, um, Kronos is back up. Oh, yeah, case. you have the Kronos, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, you could pull that out as a sidearm. Yeah. You but you're not going to carry it on your person. No. no. I've got mine hooked up to... The, mine's going to be hooked up to my mag mount on the back. The, the DIY holster. Because uh, I redid it now so it fits better. Yeah, um, you were talking about that at the last event. Yeah, previously it only worked with... Um, it only worked when I was running a three-strap uh, configuration. You had to have, like, three clip... Uh, three molly uh, webbings to go through for okay. each of the bars. So what I ended up doing is I uh, made my own Serpa mount. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Strike... Uh, Blackhawk Strike platform mount. Which it was almost like I had I had put that I had rough I had roughed in that the feature on my first version, but it didn't end up fitting when I actually got a, um, a Blackhawk Strike. A Blackhawk Strike mount is a Molly mount that goes across. It only needs two tall mounting, so it works on a battle build, and okay. and it has um, uh, holes in it and a pattern that allows you to mount any sort of devices to it. So it acts as a Molly mountable. Um, bolt hole pattern that you can add, that you can connect things to. So I put that, that's on the back of my battle belt, and then I've, I've bolted in um, a, a, my own my own design holster mount uh, so that I can draw my Kronos in a very awkward arm-breaking angle yeah. off the back of my body. <laughs> it works, though. I can contort my arm in such a way. It also makes you wonder how do video game characters always draw and sheath weapons with, oh, hell yeah. with no effort and it's like I, I put this in the exact spot where um like mass effect has uh the pistol holds the pistol on your character there 
And I was like, the, the master, or there's no way with armor on that, uh, you know, Commander Shepard would be <laughs> would be able to grab this thing and put it away with no effort. Well, it's it's the same way with swords. I mean, I don't know if you've ever strapped a sword on your back. I haven't. Yeah. No. So my Deadpool costume, I literally can't pull those katanas from the sheath without like pulling it out part way and then reaching down and grabbing the blade and pulling it out the rest of the way. Then how does Deadpool do it? Uh, movie magic. Oh, okay. Kind of want to watch now if he actually you does know, that. Um, you know, good good quality, good length blades are just too long for your arm reach to, to draw and clear the scabbard. So do you think if you measured Deadpool's, um, like, if you measure the length of his sword in the, in the scabbard on the back... And then, like, compared it to what he actually ends up fighting with. Do you think the one he's fighting oh, with is longer? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a fluid. I mean, you know, comics, I'm sure, do that. You know, you, you always used to see animation, especially, like, in Transformers. Like, you know, the size that they would be once they were transformed just wasn't proportional to what their vehicle mode was. Right. You, know, you don't have to worry about, you know, restrictions like that when you're doing comics and, and cartoons. I, and I... I, I haven't paid close enough attention. I bet Deadpool in the movies, they never, like, pause to show him drawing the blades. Or if they do, it's movie magic where it's not a full-length blade or something. Yeah, he does it really fast. Or the uh, the scabbard is lower down than it shows when he's actually got him in, in the scabbards or whatever. Well, next time I watch Deadpool, I'm going to be looking out for that. Yeah, I'm I, will, I will too now. Now that we've talked about it, like, wait a second. Yeah. Deadpool's cheating. Yeah, back, back drawing anything is... Much more of a headache than people realize. But it's like the best place to store things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't get in your way. I mean, I suppose you could put a like a pistol right on the center of your chest. Yeah. And and yeah, you could, but I don't think that that wouldn't be very fun. Although some people do that with the um, the smaller Nerf blasters. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. seen that. Do you have? Do you cross mount your uh, hammer shot on your chest? No, I mine's on my belt on my side. Okay. I, I used to keep it on a drop leg, and I, that's where I, my preferred draw position is for it. Uh-huh. But I, I wanted to get rid of my drop legs because with the full vest and then the drop legs, I just felt too constricted. Yeah. Um, and with as little as I ever draw my hammer shot, I'm okay with it being higher up. Um, I've honestly only ever drawn it once in uh, an HVZ. I was considering eliminating it from my loadout altogether. And then that honestly carried me the last probably 15, 20 minutes of the last Youngstown Invitational I went to, so it, it gets to stay. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The FDL was completely out. It was so frantic. I just didn't have time to reload mags. So uh, scavenging darts off the ground, the hammer shot carried me and, and uh, Justin for probably another 20 minutes at least. Where do you, do you, oh yeah, you have a sling for your FDL, though, right? <clears throat> yep, my handmade paracord sling. Right on. Yeah, the, um, I got a, I, so I brought a sling for the Revy boy. Yeah. I had always, I had always thought about doing this for competitive. Um, I got like, it was like, I don't know, like five bucks on NF Strike. I got like a, a it's sort of what you would wear if you were a security guard, and it, it's a, a sling that that goes over your shoulders and around the back of your back, and it has, and it sort of just has, um, it sort of goes down the front. So it's a single point sling that goes down the front. And it's something you could put like a jacket over. Okay. So it seems very security guardy. And you would hang a uh, you'd hang a blaster or whatever from there. I think I've there. seen those before, yeah. So I picked up one of those because I was thinking I'd be able to do that in competitive, so that I could drop my primary and pull my secondary. But I was like, 
and it's gonna be banging around, smacking me in the uh, the nether regions. No, so like, I was thinking about, I tried that with the Caliburn, and I was like, I took a couple steps, and my, my dingus got flingist. <laughs> and so, I was like, oh, this is, oh, no, no. Andrew Henry in our club has a, uh, a sling that converts from a single point to a dual point sling, basically just depending on how you slide this one buckle on it. It's kind of cool. So you oh. can either sling it over your back and then, you, you know, as you pull the blaster forward, the buckle slides and it, it, it functions like a single point sling when you're actually um, aiming it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to see that. Is he coming? No, he's not coming. No, he, he was supposed to and it, he ended up getting uh, stuff going on at work that he couldn't. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. He, he, uh, he got a promotion at work so he's uh, he's been dealing with that. A lot of stuff a little busy yeah yeah so it goes um any changes to your loadout not really um you know just trying to make sure that uh you know everything i'm doing since i i, I changed it around a little bit for the last invitational i went to in october um i haven't really changed anything since then other than i've got a nice big um dump pouch on my left side now which is where i would have strapped my four mag uh, drop leg for magazines. Oh, uh, okay. But if I'm if I need the extra mags, I can fit five or six magazines in that dump pouch if need be. So, so it's taking up the same real estate when it's open. But it you have an extra large dump pouch, you said? Yeah. Like, can, is it like a kangaroo where you could like put a, uh, put your child in there? I don't know. My kids are pretty small, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same one that you have with the uh, the elastic that kind yeah, of yeah that's not that big though is it it's the biggest one i have oh okay so it's a good size yeah. definitely I, a good size before but. i got that one i had always gone with the ones that fold up really nice and have the velcro covers so that you know i, I could put velcro uh panels on them to show off my patches and stuff oh, and yeah. so i've got a small and a medium one of those that i use for you know socks and extra darts but the big one is to like throw my magazines in because I gotcha. The other ones are too small for an 18. They flop out if I start running. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the 18, I don't know. I have. I'm gonna start off with a 22 in the blaster. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Because that's uh, the 22 I got from you. Yeah. They're good. I just a. I'm a shorter statured person, so when I had them on my chest, they came up almost to my neck. Okay, hit you in the chin. Yeah. Well, I just I couldn't aim properly with them. Yeah. And then also. The springs in the 22s, I don't know if it's just a length thing or if Worker is using a, a smaller gauge spring wire or something, but the springs are not as strong as the genuine Hasbro 18s, hmm. and you end up missing uh, shots on semi and full auto. Uh, you know, three round burst, full auto. It just can't keep up with the, the higher fire rate I get out of the FDL. So I, uh, I went back to 18s for both of those reasons. And I'm just, I've slowly been using the 22s as trade fodder. Trade fodder, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I didn't have a 22, so I was happy to get one. Yeah. It's, it looks, they're, they're so big. They're comically big yeah. compared to the rest of everything. So, I mean, a big blaster, they look right. I'm running it in a desolator, and it, it looks funny. But I, I don't mind it. I think it looks good. Uh, it cool. looks fine, I'm sure. And I stuck a Detroit Dart Talk sticker on there. Nice. So you already had a sticker, and I started I started trying to peel it off, and it was not coming off as really? easily. So it's just a vinyl uh, printed page. The SDNC one? Yeah. I didn't. I, it started to feel like it was going to leave crud behind. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'll leave it. I'll sticker it. Sticker bomb mag. Yeah. So that was cool. 
You, uh, you've been working on anything? That's one of the things we haven't talked about. Have you been doing any projects lately? Just, just 3D printing projects. You know, I, I finished up uh, my FDL and my Caliburn, and uh, I'm waiting for the Mark 8 for the Dessert Pigeon to come out. That'll be my next project. And then uh, after that, I'll probably start a Spring Thunder. Okay. Um, my interest in the hobby has really started to go towards the community design blasters. You know, I, I've got a couple of you know, Hasbro brand blasters that I've modified and I, I still love and pull out from time to time, but my my actual loadouts have been more designed around using the community-made blasters. I just really love when they're designed with our full um, play style in mind. Right. You know, the, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Like, some of them even look good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the changes in the FDL-3, you know, brought it from a, a fully functional blaster to, to one that is undoubtedly gorgeous as well. You know, I love the, the 3, the way it, it looks, the way it feels in my hand. It still seems to work better, too. Yeah. General, the, uh, the 2X, you know, I loved playing with it. That, but, you know, again, because I'm a shorter-statured guy, I've got smaller hands, and... The, the grip on the 2X, because that's where the battery is stored, is just a, a very girthy grip. And, uh, girthy, baby. <laughs> I, you know, I got used to it. I absolutely got used to using it, but uh, it, uh, it the 3 feels much better in my hands. That's what she said. <laughs> so, I was holding it in. Holding uh, it in the whole time. That's what she said. I don't understand. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Children, children, uh, children. Calm down, children. So, yeah, I haven't been... I've been doing 3D print. That's the problem when you get a 3D printer is you 3D print things. Yeah, I, I'm borderline, like, at the point where I wanted to be. Like, I don't want to get any more into 3D printing because I wanted it for a tool to enhance my Nerf hobby, not as a hobby in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it is fulfilling that role well. I just, I feel kind of bad because you open up my, my uh, dry box for my filament and everything is translucent orange and gray. I have very little else in colors because that's, you know, my blaster uh, color scheme. I think I Captain Xavier would like to have a word with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the scheme. That's why I use it. Uh, yeah, his, just, is, his is purely orange and black, so it's, yeah. it's different. Yeah, I am cool. sporting a, a Captain Xavier patch on my loadout today. Oh, nice. Uh, I've got some new patches in from Foam Blast. That, that's the order I was referring to. That uh, I thought I, you just got a t-shirt. No. They they were out of my size when I ordered. Uh, I, I'm going to have to wait for uh, for Endwar to grab one. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I snagged some of their new patches because I, I missed out on the first run of the Waltcom patches. So I definitely didn't want to miss that one this time around. And I was I didn't want to risk any possibility that they would get sold out again before Endwar. So all the ones that I were missing, I snapped up another one of those. I got myself another uh, Nerf Modders, the Modulus logo one. Oh, yeah. Because the first one I got has lived on my uh, my Condor hat, which has the, the patch points. Mm -hmm. So it never ends up, you know, on my loadout or in, uh, in my patch book that I have. Uh, so you got one for your patch book? Yep. <laughs> Gotta have two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mine goes on my hat, too. And it's because they picked that size. That size oh, is perfect. Uh, before I had found that, I ordered one that was that size. It's uh, Nakatomi Plaza Security. Oh, right. From uh, Die Hard. And, uh, what a great movie. Yeah, it is. But shortly after that, I got the Nerf Modders one, and it's lived there ever since. It's pretty cool. Um, I actually ended up printing out, you know what was funny? I was like, I'm not doing any last-minute mods before an event. 
and I was like, I'm just gonna change my loadout a little bit. And I was like, I need a site for this blaster, so I uh, I went and printed out a uh, printed out a site for the the desolator, and put that on there. Because I had I had one um, already, but it was a really, I mean, it was like I couldn't get it on. It was a stupid tight fit. Yeah. So I printed out one in the just, and also right now I can only really print in black reliably. I made so I I made a new um, feed tube, a, a, a part for the. Uh, for the printer, you have to chamfer 45 degree angles onto both ends of this tube and cut it to a very specific length. Yep. So I made, I, I finally was able to get that working and uh, prepared a tube to replace my damaged one on yeah, there. Yeah, I, I had to do the same thing. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's why I had that extra tubing, is uh, as I was uh, trying to clear the blob that had jammed in there. I just I, I ended up having to pull the P, the PFTE or whatever the acronym PTFE, is. PFTE, yeah. Yeah, I had to pull that entire tube out of the hot end, and it just destroyed it. Uh, so. Yeah, that's the thing that was hard for me is you have to put that forty-five external. I shape so on I there. did not measure the degree I did mine at. I actually used a Dremel bit that uh, I don't know what the proper term for the Dremel bit, but it's, it's a triangle head that has like uh, radial grooves in it. Uh -huh. And I just used that and ran it for a second on the one end. Well, that's to do the chamfer to the to the feet to the in, but yeah. there's the the exit. So that's like the internal chamfer, yeah. and you yeah. have to chamfer the exit of the PTFE so, uh, tube to forty five. I just sanded mine. Oh, you did? Okay, and it's not leaking. Nope. Not okay. At all. Then that's what that's all I care about. I was more worried yeah. that it might leak. I uh, I was not methodical in my uh, trimming of that piece at all. Oh, okay. Cool. That's what I've, I've been stressing over that I wanted. So I was like, I'm just going to buy them from Prusa. But anytime you buy something, it's $20 in shipping. Right. So I was missing the upper section that lines the, um, the feed neck mm -hmm. in my yeah. kit. And when I reached out to them, they were like, well, uh, we can't ship you just this part. So you can either buy it on your own or we'll give you a voucher for the next time you order something from us. And I, I get it. You know, they're a small company operating out of the Czech Republic and it would probably cost them $50 to send me a 50 cent piece. Yeah, probably. I don't blame them for telling me that. Um, so I bought a section of that to replace that part, and luckily I had it, because shortly thereafter is when I had that jam that required me to replace it. Okay, uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. <coughs> so, yeah, I'm glad you didn't have to order just those parts from them, too, because it probably would have cost you I probably would have. I probably would have put filament in the order. Oh, yeah. I've had good, really good luck with their filament. Their, their stuff is amazing, and you, you got Slicer. Well, you may not use Slicer on yours, but oh, you mean Slick 3R? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got the pre-programmed settings for their filament that optimizes it. Yeah. Off of that. Like I said, I've had really good luck with that. Oh yeah, I love yeah. the silver that came with uh, yeah. it with my film, uh, printer. The thing about the silver that's really funny to me is so I've been having um, problems because of uh, the heat break. And then also because of the, my damaged uh, PTFE tube, and the Prusa print or the uh, Prusa Silver prints like a champ. Yeah. I've never had it. I, like even when it's even when I can't get any other filament to print, I had a little Prusa Silver left over, and I tested with that, and I was like, it printed just fine. Wow. Which I don't know why. I don't know what kind of magic they're putting into it. And that spool has never been in a bag. It's always been out. Yeah. The entire time I've had it. Granted, during the winter, you know, when it's yeah. less humid, but. Uh, I'm at the point where I think I need to get a dehydrator, though. I'm starting to see a lot of stringing between, uh, you know, upright part portions of my prints. Right. Are we exiting or going straight? Okay. Yes, we are on a road trip, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, no, we're good. Oh, 
All right. Well, uh, that's what we're doing today. Do you have any other any other? Not ideas? right now. I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll hop back on and give you a uh, post game update on the way back. Let you guys all know how it went. Yep. Uh, give a little review of the event. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you here in uh, I don't know eight hours or maybe maybe longer. I, I don't know. <laughs> Good. Ten hours. Usually, final stand is starting around twelve hours from now. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, there's my one. I got my one. I don't know. You did a couple of he shot, or that's what she said. Yeah, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> All right, All right guys, take it easy. We'll uh, we'll touch base with you later. Oh, okay. What? The, the hey, everybody. Oh, yeah, Tim and Eric here. Uh, we are back after oh, the yeah. YSU uh, Invitational here, and we're sitting with uh, some of the mod staff here. We've got Tyler. We've got uh, Bo. We've got Danny. Dan? Yeah. Dan. <laughs> um. And we're going to kind of debrief Tyler here uh, after uh, running and putting together this uh, extremely... We're going to debrief you. It looks like, I think Eric was the one who debriefed yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> Eric uh, blew out his pants going for the tag. Oh, man. Now, this was a, a culmination of many glow sticks. Uh, oh. what this was. This was... This was glow stick after glow stick of unraveling and <laughs> unveiling of my most private parts. <laughs> well, way to try hard there, Eric. Yeah. It was... You, hey, sometimes you make the sacrifice for the kill. Yeah. All right, it's what so, Iman would have wanted. Yeah, yeah. Iman. Iman. So, Tyler, tell us about uh, your, your last uh, game uh, being the runner. Yeah, yeah the, so, uh, so um, back in... What happened was, uh, Anna and I were just driving late one night to go and visit Scotty, actually. Anna fell asleep in the front seat. I didn't want to be playing music too loudly, so I'm just driving alone in silence, and I'm just thinking. And I was like, man, you know what would be super sweet? An HVZ game that like has demons and like scary stuff. My, the whole idea I was thinking in my head is like, HVZ hasn't been scary, scary in a minute, because like... I think everybody starts feeling comfortable when you got like FDLs and super stripes in your hand. Like the idea of a zombie isn't that scary when you've got like thousands of rounds. So uh, I was like, man, super scary HVZ would be cool. How would I make scary HVZ? Well, like, oh, demons and cults and stuff. That's fun. So I was like, well, how can I do a demon? And so I actually, the first thing I thought of was this idea for how the demon mechanic would work. It was the first thing I thought up, stuck to, and I was like, I'm just gonna build a game around the idea that I wanna see the special used somehow. That's it kind of took, so I proposed it to the mod staff. I was like, hey guys, this is kind of my rough idea. Blah, 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 blah. If you guys don't already have any ideas going for the spring invite, I'd love to run this one. If you guys want to help out, cool. If you want to guys take a game off, because you guys are like really burned out, cool, take a game off and play this one. But I'd like to do this. They were nice enough to say sure. So put together a small team and we went on from there. Is that standard game development practice? Um, yeah, norm- so like normally the club does it, um, and like it's just been, it's, it's, it's a hard time, you know, everybody's clubs go through like, you know, high points and low points, and we're trying to like, this, this club here is still trying to like, you know, figure out the direction we're gonna go on moving forward. So, um, I, was, I was trying to be nice by saying like, hey guys, if you wanna take a game off, which isn't normal for us, being like, hey, if you don't want to mod, like if you want to get away from those responsibilities for a game, by all means, please, like I'm happy to run this with whoever does want to and like take a breather. So some people stayed home this weekend. Some people like uh, Glasgow played this weekend and I think a couple other people might've jumped in for one mission or so. And then a few people uh, were like, no, this, this idea sounds cool. So we want to jump in and help you out with that. That's how I got the whole team that we had. Yeah. In the end, um, I didn't see any cracks forming as a player. Um, 
I think your mod staff definitely held everything together and adjusted on the fly pretty darn good. What do you think, Tim? Absolutely. Uh, great invitational all around, really solid. Uh, I think nice. everybody had fun. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the demon mechanic was amazing. Eric's already said he wants to steal it. It's going to live on. <laughs> yeah. I, already, I, I, I called dibs. <laughs> well, so so uh, I, I told them on the way back from the stadium tonight, one of the sweetest things that I've had is like, I've, a couple people have been giving me very nice compliments about the game, and I'm flattered for that. But the most flattering thing was when the, the one girl who's a game designer over at Bowling Green came up to me and was like, hey, who developed the demon? I was like, that was me. And she's like, okay, I just wanted to like ask your permission if I can steal that first before I do, because I think it's really cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, thanks. Yeah, sure, please. So like that was, you know, I'm glad that everybody enjoyed the game. The idea that like something I came up with is something that people want to use again is is cool and that kind of is flattering sure, to me. Absolutely. Can we hear like a top story from each of you guys? Like some of your favorite moments, just crazy or funny things you guys saw happen. That would be awesome. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be selfish and I'm gonna jump straight into it. If it's really bad, we can just like the the gym. Like just just the gym. So like you know, this is the second time I've tried to do one of these games with these long-form missions. Uh, last year's survival was the first one that I tried to do that, where I was like, yeah, we're going to do like these two-hour mission blocks, and it's going to be super long. Actually, I think last year was like one seven-hour block or something Ooh. with breaks in between. It was rough, and that was like a, a big learning experience, but I was like, I want to do these slightly longer, like we're going to set them at two hours apiece. And it's crazy to try to think of like, well, these are the objectives we want to do. And are we going to make that stretch out for two hours? And so we were kind of getting there. Now, through the first mission, we had to use Troll Squad, and we had to have the specials be kind of aggro. And we got to the end of it, and the timing worked out relatively well. Was this the seven-hour like, mission? No, this was the, this today. So, yeah, to, to, like, the yeah, there was a couple Troll Squad kids at the very beginning because the zombies weren't getting much going. So, end of the first mission, I'm like, ah, we got, like, four zombies. Second mission, we get to that first hour and a half, and I'm like... Uh, we got like 15 zombies, 16 zombies, like we, this isn't moving. Then we hit the gym, and it was the most insane, like edge of my seat, 15 minutes of like a cluster <laughs> that I've ever seen. Like I wasn't playing, I, I don't, hopefully nobody noticed, but like I was clenching, sitting there with the humans being like, this is it, we're going to wipe. This game's ending right now. I heard you so, yelling at me even a few times, like, <laughs> get yeah. those glow sticks, yeah. you can do it, guys, I believe. Part of that was me trying to encourage you, and part of it was like, please do the thing so that this <laughs> game doesn't get ended early. Um, it was just insane, and like, it was, and I told them, I've played a bunch of HVZs, I've modded a bunch of HVZs. Sitting there, seeing everybody's vests, their ammo get low, their mags on the floor, I'm realizing that most of the surviving humans are down to the last mag or something and realizing that the next wave is gonna pretty much detriment the, or you know, wipe out what's left of the humans, and then seeing them get the last objective like at the last possible second before it would've been catastrophic was just that like perfect timing sort of thing that made it feel really cool. People were like falling over and they were like, oh my God. What was that last objective again? Capturing uh, Damien. So in order, it went from deactivating the boomers, destroying the crystals, putting out the sage, collecting the candles, steal the sacred text, arrest Damien. And that was done in a small, like, 75-yard gym that had two touch respawn points and a boomer inside of it. They actually did For arrest our first. They, uh, they arrested Mare because she was saying, oh, yeah, they got me as my sacrifice. And so instead, of, I, they didn't arrest me at first. They arrested Mare. I had her in there as, like, a sacrifice. And, like, most of the players have seen me the whole game. I've been wearing the same thing. But, like, they put a hand on her, and they were like, yeah, we got him. And I was like... Nope. <laughs> Over here. Literally five feet away. Wrong person. Yeah. yeah. 
So, for our listeners who who aren't aware, the um, Damien was the cult leader that was uh, starting the uh, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and there's um, I couldn't even tell you all the backstory I wrote. Like that's basically the nutshell. Damien's leading the cult that's destroying the world. I wrote a whole history about this fake cult that we have that's on that Google Drive. Just What's the name of the cult? The you? Children of the Dark Sun. Jeez. The, and never, the cult. Yeah, never came across it. So that's that back secret. So yeah. in all of the um, the journal entries that we took photos of, it's just initialed. So, T-C-O-T-D-S. Yep, when we that's were looking through it, we, we figured that was the name of the cult, but we didn't know what it stood for. Yep. yep. And there's the demon. Uh, <laughs> we have a demon looking through the window at us. Yep. Where's the rock? I don't feel safe. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the rock is a is a special weapon that the uh, it's the BF it's the BFG that the humans unlocked in order to take out any special who was inactive or who was not in the middle of their special um, ability ability yeah, at that time. Yeah, so an interesting weapon. The humans actually found it pretty quickly through some ridiculous memorization by a member of their of the team who he memorized paragraphs and answered specific questions and lines from it so actually that, that one impressive. that one also came down to the wire because in the temple they had to answer five questions and get five artifact things the BFG was the fifth one and they had to complete that before the transport made it past the 12th stop and the transport i think was walking up on the 12th stop when he was given the question for that and at the same time, he was also told, if you get this question wrong, I'm killing you on the spot. And yeah. he still did it. He got the BFG, and that was a big help. Yeah. I, think, I think the demon would have wrecked a lot more if they hadn't had that there to use. Oh, yeah. She got me twice. <laughs> <laughs> did she make you kill anybody? I do want to yeah. And then We're doing best stories. So definitely want to get... Do you guys want to go ahead and we can get Sierra in here, too? Say, kind of going back on that kid we were talking about. So I was uh, the sheriff for the... Uh, game and basically I was sitting around with a locker of evidence most of the day and we'd be adding something between missions what they did during the last section and same kid who was super on the ball for everything on the first part it was great uh, this, this is the third part we had a map that kind of led to a supply drop and they had to use the map there was a tape measure that went with it, they had to figure out a pattern involving both of those things to figure out where it was at. He just found the supply drop, but he didn't know the points he had to get to that point. And it was like, well, wait, do you even have the map? He's like, oh, no. It's like, well, you know who does have the map? Yeah, you. And then he walked off and didn't even grab it. <laughs> and just like, well, you know you need that, right? And then like an hour later, he came back. He's like, so you remember what I was talking about with the map? I've still got that map. Like, yeah, okay. Do do you want the map? <laughs> oh, wait, I can take that? Yeah! <laughs> That's the entire point, bud. Take the map, man. That's pretty so, good. yeah, that was yeah. the good and the bad. Uh, probably, I think it was yesterday, they had to uh, more or less do a, a stealth mission to listen in on me and another moderator having a secret conversation, and they were only supposed to capture the other moderator. I'm just walking away and I hear someone yell, hey, go get him too. And then I turn and I see, uh, I don't remember who it was, like break out into a full sprint. And I know I'm not supposed to get cut. So I also just sort of take off. And then they're all like on me, just like, yeah, we got him. We got the mission. It's done. We're good. And they get inside and Tyler's like, you weren't supposed to take him. He's just a guy. <laughs> 
What were they? Do you know what they were supposed to do for that mission? They were supposed to just capture uh, another moderator, Willow, because uh, she was uh, attached to the murder. She was the murderer, and as far as they knew, I was just I was just a guy she was talking to, uh, and they decided to also capture me. There were there were a couple instances where players just like. I don't have any special mechanics. I'm, I'm just a guy. I wasn't even banded up. I was in a normal appearance. And they were like, keep them away from him. And it's like, I, I can't do anything. <laughs> so they captured the cult leader and That's didn't even terrible. realize it. Yeah, they captured the cult leader. And then they had to let me go because, I mean, they no didn't, there was no evidence to even link me to it at the time. <laughs> and they, I think we also said they didn't read your rights. Yeah, so. yeah. They read, uh, they read, <laughs> they said, they, they told Willow that she had the right to remain silent and then neglected to do that with me. <laughs> <laughs> Your Miranda rights were abused. They were not invoked. Yeah. No. Sierra, what was your uh, favorite? So I would say mine is from today in the gym mission. So as the demon special, I planted myself in the middle of a zombie charge, ended up in the center of the humans, got one person who took the death, but then nobody used the banishing rock on me. So here I am standing in the center of the group of humans. One person has already died. So I just 180 and grabbed somebody else on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Who also ended up. Uh, so the first guy ended up taking the death himself instead of that was attacking Justin his friend. Shooting himself? No, that was later. Okay. Um, then the other guy um, actually fired and succeeded. So we got wow. two people out of that before anybody realized I was standing in the middle of everybody. Oh, man. Gotcha. All right, we've got... Uh, head zombie mod. Yeah, head zombie mod, Mark. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> Hi. I've never done this before. Um, Just anything that you had a great time with or saw something really cool happen. So oh, yeah. Sharing stories, yeah. Well, a good memory with my... With, wow, jeez. Of mine was uh, right before Final Stand actually sprung and all of the uh, zombies were crammed into the tunnel in the uh, the stadium of YSU, we just had a had a nice little powwow. All of the noodles n- noodlers were just like wiggling the noodles. Uh, they were all in a formation, and I was just at the head of them, just how I was dressed. And it was as soon as Tyler gave the go, the three, two, one. I ran out of the way, and they just charged forward and screaming, going crazy. And it was an amazing sight to see. Zombie so morale was like really top this yeah. entire oh, game. Yeah, it so was incredible. So for the final stand, the zombies were hidden in this tunnel underneath the stands mm-hmm. uh, until the humans uh, got the cult leader onto the helicopter and escaped. We were waiting for the helicopter to be gone so that they could not escape themselves. And then we ambushed him. And so right. Mark was waiting with us patiently under the tunnel, trying to be extra quiet so they didn't realize where we were. Uh, yeah, it was that was a great. Uh, uh, it was setup. a great experience. Great and setup. We were zombies at that time as yep. well, so we had shields. We were shield zombies, so yeah. we were out in the front line trying to do that initial charge. And I know Tim and I went out there and we got out, once we got a little closer to the zombies, I know I started screaming at them and I think you did too. Yeah. And you can just feel, I was doing the, the angle behind the shield and I could just feel darts and balls going bang, bang, bang off the edge of the shield and no one's getting me until I was within like five feet and I felt one hit my leg. I was like, I'm up. <laughs> but it was fantastic. Yeah. I'll say this too, with the, I was out with the humans at this point and 
they just had to walk up with the uh, cult leader, take him to a helicopter so he can go away. And they get out there and they see no zombies and they're just kind of, wait, what? Wait, because there wait, were no what? zombies along the path to get from the briefing room out to the stadium where we so, had final stand. Yeah, they had paranoia like out the yin yang. Like that, just... special on the field at that time, and it was you at the yeah. other end of the entire stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah the demon definitely. So I know I, I menaced the demon quite a bit during the event today, and it was awesome. And yeah, so the demon, fantastic. Um, Fantastic play there, especially because you had to always be doing something, and always be involved in that. It was it was uh, it was good. It was scary. You made us run and scream like that. Is the most I've yeah. run since I was the Velociraptor in Dinosaurs. So yeah. it's been about a year since I put that many steps. You made you made a lot of actual true terror happen amongst did, the human race. Did we actually explain the demon to to your listeners? But we should. Then? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. so in your words, please. Yeah. So the the demon is very simple. Um, she runs up and she tags you. The moment she tags you, you are frozen in place. You cannot move. You can pivot and you can defend yourself. The moment she tags you, she's going to command you to kill someone. So if you know if she tags Eric, she's going to say kill Tim. At that moment, Eric can shoot Tim which will turn him into a zombie. Tim will turn into a zombie, yes. Yeah, Tim will turn into a zombie from Eric shooting him. Or Eric can say, no, I won't kill my friend, I won't do it. And then you are dead to the demon. Alternatively, Tim can look up and see that Eric has been tagged by the demon and can shoot Eric first to protect himself from any other mishaps. To put Eric out of his misery. (laughs) And then lastly, and I don't think this became... Which is how I died, by the way. I got put out of my misery. It's the second time in two springs you've been killed by Sierra being a special. Yes. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and then the last one, which I don't think came up, but was um, if you get tagged, you're given a command, and you honestly attempt to kill somebody, but just fail, the demon might just let you live. Buff Daddy had that. Oh, did it happen? A couple ran out of range. Okay, yeah, so that was um, that worked out. I'm glad we put that one in there. But that was those were the demon mechanics, which was... So then the whole reason why is the past couple years in spring has been survival. Survival has been centered around how can we create effective HVH. The answer I personally came to is you can't. Like, there's no good reason for humans to fight each other in a game of HVZ when the goal is to ultimately survive together. So I said... I'm just going to make a special that makes them do it anyways, and that'll be their HVH. And it sounds like people liked it, so that's good. Yeah, no, yeah. It was I heard a lot of good things about it. it. Yeah. That was awesome. Do you want, um, our newest moderator, right? Uh, I'm sorry I missed your name. but No, it's okay. I'm Meredith. Okay. Hey, Meredith. Why don't you tell us about your favorite event, action, something you thought was pretty cool this weekend? Um, well, one thing that I really liked about this game was how, like, everybody was so chill. Like... There was not a single hitch besides, like, medical stuff. But, like, nobody got into huge fights or anything. And, like, seeing, like, a game go that smoothly and everybody having fun was really nice. So. And the players didn't notice us panicking. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't think. Did you really panic? Well, there's your honest answer yeah, right okay. there. Well, thank you. I'm glad. But, yeah, there was a lot of, like... Uh, there was a lot of stress this weekend, <laughs> but we uh, got weekend. through. There's been a lot of stress for the last like two months, but that's well, okay. You guys pulled it off beautifully. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was smooth as butter. Anna, so. did you want to throw in here? No. 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 Well, we had our 
dog here all day. Oh yeah, and the secret, so, the demon, right? So the demon's name. The god. Not the demon name. This is the I'm god. Sorry, the god's yeah. name. The yeah. demon works for the god. The, yeah, we were the, trying to throw your name, like your name from the flavor text out there, and you're like, what are you talking about? That's oh yeah, Malumahano. I, yeah, I, I totally thought that maybe we could do like Beetlejuice you if we said it. <laughs> yeah. She just she'll she appear and kill people for you. But no, so yeah, that was the whole secret was that our our basically we we made a cult. We made a cult up for the game, but it's based on our dog. Like, the name Iman is an anagram of Nima, and the uh, the logo was the little snaggle tooth that she has. In the, her front lip always gets caught on her bottom tooth. But So, as a result, my day was spent just watching the dog <laughs> because we couldn't leave her alone in the hotel room. So, yeah. <laughs> it's all over the flavor text in the history. We refer to, like, Iman, the first of her pack. Yes. Yeah. And like nobody And now it makes sense. Nobody caught any of it. <laughs> I so. thought for sure like she was gonna uh, be hanging out and someone would see like the lip thing I, that she does and someone would be like, Wait, I I they? um I honestly thought that was just some of our friends the moment they saw Iman, Iman they were gonna be like Nima. Okay. Nima. But no, we made it all the way through. Nima, which was nice. Nima do you have anything to say? Did you like it? What is this? Can I eat it? I want to eat it. <laughs> she's overstimulated for sure today. Oh, she's, oh, she's so had tired. A quite the weekend. Quite the weekend. But she loves the people as long as they're on her level. Yeah. All they right, have guys. To be close. Thank you so much for yeah. chatting with us. And, and thank we, you guys for making the drive. Yeah, we yeah, had a seriously, great time. Seriously, oh my God, yeah. yeah. It was totally worth it. Absolutely. You've seen you, what, four times now? You know, I love the. the yeah, hopefully we'll keep HBC seeing you. Yeah. Absolutely. Next, and next time. We can keep seeing you guys at Yes. Yeah. Next, next time I'll see you, we'll be playing together because I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm yeah. retired. <laughs> yeah. Don't give you more excuses to use your Two weeks from retirement. That was two oh, days from yeah. retirement. <laughs> you are the meme. Yep. All right, you guys. Thank you again. And uh, we're going to do a little recap, I think, in the car. Maybe yeah, just we'll, a couple minutes. This we'll talk to you once we're back on the road. So. Cool. Drive safe. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Catch yeah. you all Bye. on the next segment. And we're back in the car. We're on our uh, four-hour drive uh, back to Detroit metro area. So if our voices are a little bit tired today, you can surely imagine why. Uh, it was a long day. It was a great day. Um, it was bright, bright car, shining lights in our eyes day. <laughs> Which yeah. is what just happened, yeah. Another uh, another great imitation. I, I I always love going out to YSU uh, for their their HBC games. They do a great job, and it's clear why they were chosen uh, as you know part of the moderator team for two consecutive end wars. They they uh, they know what they're doing out there. They do a great job. I don't want to sound like I mean I think it's pretty clear we we had a great time, um, and in the end I think it was really really well uh, <laughs> things you can't see sorry there's some actions being directed my direction right now um, but there yeah it was fantastic and the best part about it was how involved we all felt in the missions I think uh, but you've already I don't know it was great I'd, I'd rather have someone who maybe isn't as biased I don't know not biased but Brett, um, how, what did you think of the whole thing? Brett, this, this is your second HBC yeah. down, right? Yeah, second time being to YSU. It was good. I liked a lot of the specials they did. It kept the games moving a lot and um, just a lot of change of paces. Like, stuff kept getting changed up and 
Um, made it for a lot of fun. Good day of HPZ. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to hear. Yeah. yeah. So. So we are we are all uh, tired and sore, and uh, we'll probably sleep most of the day away tomorrow. But uh, it was well worth the trip. Uh, if you guys are anywhere within traveling distance to Youngstown, you should check out their imitationals. Uh, they usually do one every April and then again every October. So uh, the next one will probably be in October, and if uh, you, you're close enough and can make it, I highly recommend their games. I feel like if you're this deep in the podcast anyways, after these multiple segments we've recorded, I just want to say, that was really fun. That was really fun. I had a great time, a smaller, it wasn't like a small group, but a smaller group than, than what I've, you know, maybe uh, seen before at, End, for example, End War. Um, duh, it was smaller. Uh, it made for a really intimate experience. I had, it was awesome knowing what was going on. Like, we had to, we, we tried to um, get, interrogate a prisoner uh, to get information out of them. And Tim and I were playing bad cop, good cop. Didn't seem to be getting anywhere. Well, it turned out that you had to get her drunk. And there were a couple of prop bottles that you were supposed to use to uh, to to keep liquoring her up. Yeah, and one of the guys really like fell into the role, super good, and pretty much you know got the information out. And we're in a place where we could be attacked by zombies at any time. Um, that was awesome. And the the really so we mentioned it or um, just no uh, somebody mentioned it. Tyler mentioned it? Maybe Tyler mentioned it. But one of the missions was, um, or the, the third mission was, no, third. Well, anyways, we, we did a mission in the uh, in the actual basketball gym, which is a very long, pretty wide um, area where uh, there were multiple layers of objectives that the humans had to progress through in order to uh, knock out, basically, uh, the cult leader. We had to capture the cult leader at the end, I believe, or... Yeah, he was performing the ritual yeah. in yep. a uh, circle, and they had to take down three layers of defense before they could get to the cult leader. Yeah, and so all these layers had to go through. They were... <laughs> that was really fun. I ended up getting out. Um, I got tagged uh, on that mission because it really was chaos, but it was really good chaos. And everyone had a, was was there, had a chance to be involved in taking care of the objectives, um, I don't know. I've, playing indoors was really fun too. So, yeah. good good mix there. That was my favorite part. Even though I got out, it was my favorite part. So, just uh, again, positive uh, feelings all around about the whole event. And uh, hey, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, everybody. Peace out.